0: folks and welcome to the outdoors radio show The Bend. I am your host Rebecca Warner, aka back. and as always we love hearing from all of you comment stories ideas get a hold of us anytime call or text 305-900-BEND that is 305-900-BEND 2363 or you can always drop us an email to bend radio show at gmail.com joining me sitting shotgun is my producer sound engineer and co-host jeff tigger Earhart. hey honey it's been a crazy last week i know we are all kind of glad i think to have what do you want to say a uh, super bowl behind us as well as valentine's day is in the rearview mirror not that valentine's day is bad but no she has been busy It has. It's been busy, and depending on where you were from, uh, we got a little bit, uh, you might want to call it, oh, spoiled with some warmer temps for a little bit there where they were above 40s, and now we're back heading below this donut, as you you like to say. You know what that's called? (laughs) Fool's Spring.
1: Fool's Spring. It was the first Fool's Spring. Mm -hmm. We're fixing to go into second winter, and then is technically second Fool's Spring, and then is third winter, and then I do believe is spring
0: there did and you then get summer, that and then you got that, that straight by that time it'll be winter <laughs> At least that's what our (laughs) meteorologists say.
1: It's teasing us. It's teasing us.
0: Well, we have a lot going on in the show today. We have some interesting outdoor news stories that might have missed your radar because of the Super Bowl and whatnot. So, we're bringing those to your attention here real shortly. But then later in the show, too, we're going to be talking about some wildlife photography tips and whether you want to use your camera on or off the trail or use some of those skills you learn in photography to help you down the road hunting, too. So, here, let's get us rolling. Wild hogs threat goes international. It was in the news this week, Scotland. It is estimated that over the last 15 years, the population of Scotland's wild pig population has grown tenfold. These growing populations of wild hogs are now causing major issues for local farmers and ranchers. The large boars are ripping up pasture, spreading disease, and even eating their livestock. According to MSN News, one rancher came to the field to check his sheep into time to find three wild pigs encircled around a ewe, a graphic scene as the boars attacked and devoured the ewe. These feral pigs That's are considered now, yes, invasive to Scotland and the United Kingdom. And the belief there is that they've grown to massive sizes, kind of similar to what we heard a few weeks back about calling these pigs in, for coming from Canada as super pigs. Well, they're saying over there in the UK and Scotland, they are seeing wild pigs in the sizes over 450 pounds. Wow. And they believe that some of this growth is the addition of livestock meat now in their diets. This story crossed back over the water to the United States is until now, there has been many reports of how feral pigs or wild hogs cause well over a billion dollars in damages nationwide. I've brought that up a couple of times on the shows in it the past, mm-hmm. but the conversation of actual livestock being target has not been mentioned too often. Texas parks and wildlife weighed in on this recent international news stating that there has been indeed documented Texas ranchers and livestock owners that have dealt with similar claims reported in scotland also these pigs their behavior has become extremely bold and with them having teeth over three inches in length or longer witnesses have seen feral hogs chase cattle prey on sheep kid goats white-tailed fawns and other small mammals
1: well it is true that uh the domestic the pig that they can be cannibalistic, obviously, Mm -hmm. I mean, as you just reported. that, Mm -hmm. That is true, that in the case of when there is the lack of other foodstuffs, that does happen.
0: That's exactly right. And I'm bringing this to light again because, as we heard a few weeks back, that there is indeed sincere fear of these super pigs, as they're calling them, coming across the borders of Canada into the northern states across the United States.
1: Those of you that live on the border states, if you've heard of any of this activity or if the DNR in your area has heard of any of this activity, give us a call or fire us an email. The email
0: and phone number is? BendRadioShow at gmail.com or drop us a call or a text to 305-900-2363. Michigan. There has been a man sentenced for vandalizing a tree stand that resulted in hunter injury. This one took me by surprise because I believe that we are all good people, you know, sportsmen, and we want to share the outdoors with one another. Benefit
1: of the doubt. Right? So
0: for those that are nefarious, Beware, justice will prevail, and I do believe in karma. So here is what happened. And this one did occur on public land in the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, in Marquette County, just to kind of give you a reference. Found guilty was 23 year old Thomas Steele III from Chelsea in southern Michigan. He was sentenced to 60 days in county jail, loss of hunting in most states for an undetermined amount of time, and will be responsible for reimbursing the medical expenses for the hunter who fell 15 to 20. 20 feet from his tree stand due to the actions that Steele took to compromise the now injured man's equipment. The harassment from Steele included leaving notes to not hunt that spot, leaving the climbing stick secure to the high tree stand so that when the owner of said stand returned to the stand itself, it would collapse, which is exactly what occurred and immediately was reported to authorities. He sabotaged it? Is he that did. what you're saying? Yes. So eloquently? Yes.
1: Oh, this just kind of got serious, didn't it?
0: After the injured man reported the incident, two officials, conservation officials, immediately went out to the same location, replaced the damaged stand with a new one, and this time also put a camera in place that was hidden. The perpetrator again revealed himself and this time was caught on camera. He was then, as we said, arrested and has since been sentenced with 60 days in county jail, loss of hunting in most states for an undetermined amount of time and will be responsible for reimbursing the medical expenses for that hunter who initially fell 15 to 20 feet from his stand.
1: When we start talking about acts of violence like mm-hmm. this, I think there needs to be a whole heck of a lot more done to this guy than just he may lose his hunting privileges for an undetermined amount of time. I think this man should never hunt again. Mm-hmm. He should never be allowed and and even more charges being pressed against him. In an act of violence like that, that resulted in the injury of somebody else, especially in this case where you had every legal right to hunt from said tree stand.
0: Exactly, exactly. And you know, this is a good topic to bring up because as we mentioned in the beginning of the story, this was on public land.
1: So make sure you know the rules of where you're at. Mm-hmm. I know it gets confusing of of different hunting seasons and in different states and public land versus private land and where actually the boundaries are. We've watched a lot of different videos. People have sent us videos and said, what do you think? And we've reviewed a lot of video of, well, somebody was right on the edge of a boundary line on the end. You know, where is the section line? Is it in the middle of a road? Is it here? Is it there? Mm -hmm. So make darn sure that you know what the rules are and where you're at at all times. That's just my opinion. And then these things don't happen.
0: Our last story Disease disaster on the horizon for deer? Well, it's been reported earlier in the week that the U.S. is now experiencing a massive shortage of testing kits for detecting chronic wasting disease in hunter harvested deer. The shortage is due to supply chain issues centered around raw materials used in the test kits. This news comes despite the fact that legislators passed the bipartisan $350 million Chronic Wasting Disease Research and Management Act Back in December, many states are issuing concern over the shortages such as the University of Minnesota, Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, and the Texas Parks and Wildlife Divisions as there are fears that some hunters with meat in the freezer awaiting for analysis may be stuck waiting indefinitely. A fear amongst that in the hunting community is that a lot of hard-earned venison might go to waste as a result.
1: I guess I never would have thought of that, but it makes total sense because nobody is immune to the shortages of stuff out there. Exactly. Right? I mean, we're, we're waiting on, on stuff stuff again that we ordered <laughs> last year, uh, over a year from now that we've ordered, and we still, uh, I don't know if we're ever going to see it.
0: Well, I think this is just clearly shows that the trickle down effect of supply chain issues has no boundaries. Mm -hmm. That's a wrap of the news for now. Stay where you are. When we come back, we're going to be talking about hunting with your camera. Don't go anywhere. The bend will be right back. We've all probably been in a situation where we needed to make a phone call and couldn't because we didn't have signal or reception. We couldn't get a text out, a message, nothing. It can be downright scary when it feels like we're cut off from the world and a person needs to be located or we need to locate someone. That's where Atlas Tracks comes in. Atlas Tracks owner, Carolyn Stash. It's called Atlas Tracks. We handle GPS trackers. We recently added safety products, so life rafts and satellite phones and all marine electronics. So it's beacons, safety gear, tracking devices that I can use anywhere? Absolutely. It's everywhere. I have personal beacons that people take hiking. I take mine skiing. Guys are taking them backcountry in Montana. So I do have people going deer hunting for days. They'll take them on their ATVs. But it's for every outdoor adventure, sport, needing to be located when you're out of cellular range head to com. that's tracks with an x atlas tracks welcome back to the outdoors radio show the bend i am your host rebecca warner aka Beck, and riding alongside you with me as always is my co-host jeff tigger Earhart. He's always so good at giving me funny faces. I wish in some ways that we did part of this show live, like on YouTube or something like that, so people could see what is actually happening right here in the cabin.
1: That, ho- however, that has been discussed, and mm-hmm. that we're not saying that we're doing that, that we're going to necessarily go down that road, but that has been discussed of uh, going and adding the TV element to what we're doing because it's it's uh, not just a hunting show, not just a fishing show. It's an outdoor, the stuff that you don't hear on your normal outdoor hunting and fishing show.
0: Exactly. It's the stuff that gets everybody, the whole family, outdoors and doing something. And if nothing else, hopefully you feel a little bit empowered or inspired to do so. So in our past couple of episodes since Christmas, we've been talking about some of the different messages we've received from all of you. And by the way, thank you for continuing to send us your feedback and thoughts and pushing us, you know, pushing the envelope, making us dig a little bit de- deeper into some of these different topics. And the biggest one lately has been about getting somebody new in into, say, hunting or fishing or even any type of activity that is outdoors that is totally new to them. And we've been talking about fundamentals. And the next email that I ended up receiving after last week's show was saying, hey, Beck, I've really enjoyed all of this discussion about the fundamentals. What about I have a son who wants to get into hunting and such, but at this point doesn't really feel quite comfortable with taking the shot. If you know what I mean.
1: Which that that's common. Mm-hmm. We 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 hear that a lot actually. That that's common where somebody would like to do that, but they aren't quite comfortable because they want to make sure that that it's uh, it's one shot and that uh, that deer. Let's use that for an example. Mm-hmm. One shot, and then it's a harvestable product after that. They want to make sure that they do that. So they get a little nervous about that, and I understand that.
0: And so many of us do enjoy just seeing wildlife. And so that's something I want to focus a little bit on is how how we can do better for ourselves in showing other sportsmen or potential sportsmen that we want to get into the same interest as we are is that first off, we enjoy nature in itself. We enjoy what we see all around us. We appreciate the animals that we do harvest, like you said, there, Tigger, and that might be an easier way to get your next generation into the fold of thinking about hunting and fishing. And with that, what I would first say is, teach them how to hunt with their camera,
1: because they all got a cell phone, we right? We all got that have little a cell thing phone. Hanging from your hip, you've got literally a mobile TV studio. That's right there.
0: <laughs> so there, that right there should perk your ears up because you have no investment whatsoever. Because almost most children, or at least yourself, you have a cell phone or a mobile device.
1: Let's be honest. You went to the kids and <laughs> they needed to show you how to how to operate something mm. on the phone, of how to do this or how to do that. And that is a that is a great way where maybe to, to connect with the next generation when, unfortunately, there is more disconnect, mm-hmm. but a way that, okay, something that they can do and, they, and something I can do, we're using the example of go on a hunt, have them come with, get their, get their phone out and document the darn thing.
0: Exactly, exactly. So now you are both using something that you both have an interest in. And first off, maybe we're taking a step back and learning something from them first, which maybe will empower them a little bit to then in turn, learn from you. See what I'm saying? A little bit of reverse psychology in this, but regardless, it's good for both of you to know what your phones can do. Did you notice when I brought up the topic of photography, I didn't say you had to go out and buy a new expensive DSLR or a full frame. And you're talking to somebody who owns all of those. I have the big equipment, the huge lenses to do all of that lenses yes but tigger wouldn't you say by and large almost all of my photography is actually done with my phone
1: you've gotten very good at knowing how to use your phone Mm -hmm. and being fast with Mm -hmm. it so when i say have that person come along and document um first off if i can add my two cents on this of course the the dslr cameras they're wonderful and i love using your stuff but they're loud right mm-hmm. i mean when they go off they make a lot of noise so if you've got somebody with you that's documenting your hunt that's awesome but keep that in mind that there is that noise component to when you're you're moving around so those are things okay you got to discuss strategically of how you're going to go stalking said prey when you know that there's going to be making that noise we had this happen with a friend of ours who was not comfortable Uh, shooting pistols Mm -hmm. so he came out with us and kind of went through our little course that we have per se and before he even had a toy gun is what we have everybody start with a toy gun he came out with his with his uh phone and literally just documented going through it and he loved that which inspired him to now take the next step
0: Exactly. Well put. And you said a lot of the different little principles that I like to apply when I say hunting with your camera. And I am somebody who very much so got into hunting with their camera before. Well, I guess I already was a hunter, but I got captured into the moment and learning how to stalk.
1: So did you enjoy the hunt? Was that like what your dad taught you that Mm -hmm. you enjoyed the actual hunt itself? Not necessarily harvesting of the game that's a bonus if you can do that you enjoyed the art of the hunt right
0: exactly i enjoyed the art of the hunt i enjoyed the the time the uh, patients put into scouting the time said animal with your
1: family when you're doing it
0: yes right. yes many a times people will be able to see photos that i have that have been taking of various animals and wildlife prior to us ever harvesting them because as hunting season progresses you're pro- you are typically pattering the animals correct
1: I and been, yeah. now
0: here how neat is that to have some beautiful footage of them right there in nature as they should be So what I'm going to tell you here quick is some quick little different tips to be thinking about with your your photography, okay? So are you and talking
1: with your phone?
0: I'm talking about using your phone. Not,
1: not the big DSLRs. Nope,
0: nope. We're gotcha. talking about using your phone. Just your phone. And this is to help you whether you're taking wildlife photography, you're doing those scenic views, or maybe you're trying to grab those special moments as they're happening. Say you want to grab—we don't want to call them selfies out there in the woods, but you're grabbing those other moments that you're sharing with others. And that—and your
1: phone photography is epic, by the way. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So here are some quick tips. What I love to do is make sure you learn to keep a low profile while you're out shooting with your camera. You're learning for your hunting as well with your camera. You're using less movement is best, right? Next thing is learn to be patient. Also the animals that you're scouting. If you are doing wildlife photography, know what kind of animals you're hoping to catch in the moment and no, learn a little bit about them, read a little bit about them so that you understand them. Then lastly, practice, practice, practice. You can never do too much because you never know when that moment might be that you got to take the right shot. Got it.
1: I see what you did there. I see what you (laughs) did there.
0: So there you have it. Just a couple of quick tips to help you all get outside as the temps are warming up. Be sure to continue sending us in those questions, though. We sure do appreciate them. We have more of the Ben right after this.
1: I want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, beckonize your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today.
0: Buckstorm Hunts offering Black Hills guided rifle and archery hunts on over 1 million acres for deer and turkey and for South Dakota residents, elk and bighorn sheep, too. Hunts are limited. Book a hunt today. Head to buckstormhunts.com. Welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Show, The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, aka Back, and joining me as my co-host is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Had a funny story cross my wires this last week, and I had to share it with all of you. Hoarders of a different kind. Have you heard about the California family that returned recently to their vacation home only to discover a unique gift? if you'd like to call it that, what was thought as a possible mealworm inspection problem quickly turned into a whole nutty story. Pun intended. Tigger, you're looking at me like, where is she going with this? I'm shaking my head. The exterminator that was called cut a hole in a bedroom wall to have more than 700 pounds of acorns come flooding into the room. Yes, 700 pounds of acorns were inside the walls of their home.
1: So there were squirrels that were hoarding these things? Is that what the deal is?
0: Well, after they filled eight garbage bags... Full of these acorns, they discovered the culprit, an acorn woodpecker. Acorn woodpeckers, which are known for hoarding large amounts of these nuts. And after a full inspection, it was discovered that the woodpeckers had indeed packed holes into the chimney of this two-story home. And it is estimated that the stockpile was acquired over several years.
1: Hold on, keep going. I'm going to the
0: Google (laughs) I just can't imagine. You know, I'm sure those inspectors that come in and they they come in to exterminate, whether it be beetles or something in your house. To have something like that happen had to have just made everybody go, what?
1: So the, uh, the, the, per, the, the extermist, is that the right word? The Exterminator. Pers- Exterminator. There you go. They,
0: I'll get there eventually.
1: <laughs> he was coming in to do an expect inspection that they thought for mealworms. And they found this. Okay. Yes. I just did my little googly search and they are a permanent resident throughout the americas especially found in washington state california uh east to colorado new mexico western texas and are considered a nuisance yes here it says (laughs) hoard acorns (laughs) whoa they are very unusual they say woodpecker because they live in large groups they hoard hoard acorns that's what they're known for
0: that sound means it's time for our spotlight and the one that's in my view today is taking us to Wisconsin for the annual sturgeon spear fishing season that kicked off last Saturday, February 11th and will continue on for the next 16 days. February 23rd is when it'll wrap up or until any of the sex specific harvest caps have been reached. According to the Wisconsin's DNR the hours are from 7am to 1pm daily. This event brings both residents and non residents yearly to the badger state some traveling as far as from florida to experience an adventure like no other such as this on lake winnebago or the other upriver lakes you're looking at me very
1: no i would love to do that
0: spearfishing for would sturgeon love to
1: do that. right i would love to do it. it's so neat they have the beautiful decoys that mm-hmm. are works of art in and of themselves but cut the big hole in the ice and you throw the it
0: exactly exactly so for more information and to see the massive sturgeon hauled in this season be sure to follow the wisconsin department of natural resources facebook page and by the way did you know tigger that the sturgeon are known to outlive the average person so think about that regardless the angler or hunter in us this might be an experience we all want to add to our bucket list. Folks, we're going to call this show wrapped. I want to give a quick thank you to my producer and sound engineer co-host Jeff Tigger Earhart, and we want to give a quick shout out to Ben Field staffer Heather Crowe for helping us out again with the outdoor news. As always, know that we sure do enjoy hearing from all parts of the country on how you're doing, so please, we invite you to call in or text in your area's field reports. The number again is 305-900 12363 One more time, 305 And as you keep making those memories in this new year, be sure to be sending those pictures into us via email at bendradioshow at gmail.com and always tagging at The Bend Show on social media. We love hearing and sharing your life with you on or off the trail. If you missed part of this episode or you want to hear past shows, you can find them all on the website, thebendshow.com. Again, that's The Bend show.com and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app if you're looking to change things up at your next event conference awards banquet or even rodeo consider having tigger and back entertain your crowd from mcs to event headliners we're also by the way tigger is a prca pro rodeo announcer and we're music directors too thank you to our partners ditelli outdoors buckstorm little rack taxidermy mickey's mustard toxic calls.com creek outfitters atlas tracks and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners that came along. And whether you're coming or going today, stay with us as we ranch it up. And remember to keep up with me back all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner. Catch back if you can next week on The Bend.